Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Joining me on today's episode is a previous guest that I had on only a couple of years ago, but I'm absolutely thrilled to have her back on so we can talk more about the brand new release from one of the best bands in the country, Blood Red Shoes, her own podcast, Never Meet Your Idols. It's the one, the only, Laura Mary Carter. I'm absolutely thrilled with today's interview and I can't wait to share it with you in just a few minutes time. But as always, I do like to touch base and talk about my previous guest. So on the last episode of Mark and Me, I was joined by the amazing Neil Marshall. We got to talk all about his most recent film, but also he brought along Charlotte Kirk, the leading actress in the movie The Reckoning. It was an amazing interview and I've had some incredible response. So as always, thanks to everyone that took the time to listen and I really do appreciate it. But let's get back to today's episode, Laura Mary Carter, one of the nicest people I've ever had on the podcast and it's so good to have her back. I think the best thing to do right now is to get right to the interview. So here's me and Laura Mary talking all things music. So Laura Mary, thanks for joining me again on the Mark and Me podcast. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you back. It's been a about two years it's weird when you look back at your episodes on Spotify and stuff and you realize it's been quite a long time and obviously the world has gone to shit since we've stopped podcasting together which is a bit insane yeah I know it's been a it's a blur isn't it it's like this last few years it's just gone by so quickly we've got a lot to talk about today and obviously because you've already been on the show I didn't want to talk all about you know what made you pick up the guitar and what made you start you know writing songs so what I wanted to do is basically touch base and see how you've been since lockdown and thought the last 18 months have been I know we will get to the the news that you've got a brand new EP and tour coming but how's it been for you I know have you been able to kind of finish some projects that you've had that were left open or have you just took the time out to reflect how how's the last 18 months been since we last kind of spoke um well I think like everyone it was a bit of a shock when everything happened and like everyone my sort of whole sort of living and world situation got completely shook up and it took a little while to sort of adjust and sort of figure out what was going on but I think after a while I literally put everything into sort of the creative side of of myself um I started painting again it was like that thing when everyone when like everyone was in lockdown and everyone was like doing all these things where they were just like I'm painting and I'm doing all this creative stuff but I continue to do it and um, so I started painting again which was something that I hadn't done for a long time but I did go to art school and that was sort of like the first thing that I was doing before music Um, and then I've started to finish loads of things that I needed to do Um, I finished a solo EP which um, I haven't announced yet but it's coming out soon so a nice little world exclusive for the podcast that's nice yeah um I yeah I've been writing lots of stuff with Steve. We have lots of things to come out. Um, not just the EP. We're we're just yeah I can't say any more about that. But we um have been doing lots of stuff together. And um and other than that, I've just like done loads of things that I didn't part that I put off so much of my life. Like because I was always touring so much, it's really easy to let things go and like, I'll do that another time, or I'll do that another time. And it's really boring stuff, but 
like I had some debts and things. So I worked out sort of sorting that out and just facing it and just facing loads of things that I've been putting off from being a complete like touring sort of gypsy. That's such <laughs> an adult thing to do. Like you've been mature and like got books out and done spreadsheets on how to pay off your debts. I know in a in a really strange time when like we're not getting any income, but um, <laughs> but I think. I just it wasn't even that it's just like facing some things and like putting stuff in place which to be honest I I've I've like just yeah been it's just something to do with being in a band you you become a bit of a Peter Pan and you just sort of don't do the normal stuff yeah um so I've done some things that will help me in life make my life a little bit easier and I I uh leased a car so I'm actually like able to drive around now <laughs> you've done so trade. much this is crazy you've like yeah. started to do painting and pay off debts and become an adult it's frightening finally um well we'll see how long that lasts but... yeah it'll get very boring very quick you'll go to b and q and start buying paint for the stairs and stuff and you'll be like that no again. no i need to go on the road again yeah totally and, and i'm already getting a bit, bit bored like... already yeah. <laughs> oh no. And you talked about Blood Red Shoes and obviously writing more songs and before the pandemic kicked in, did you have plans with the band to try and write and record new stuff and then it's been kind of delayed because of it or has everything gone to plan with the release of a new EP which literally is coming out as we're speaking and the track you know, you had this the single last Friday, is is it all kind of been scheduled for that release or has everything kind of pushed back because of the pandemic? Um, well, we were recording in Los Angeles um, just before the pandemic, um, and we were—what well, we were writing, sorry, we were writing—and then we started recording in the UK, um, and then that sort of that stuff got delayed. But then, in the meantime, we were like, "Why don't we just write an EP?" Well, why we didn't even know if it was an EP. We just started writing some songs and recording it ourselves, and it ended up being an EP. And we were like. Why don't, and this is not that long ago and we were like why don't we just put this out first and just do it really fast and like just get going because I feel like we're just everyone's sort of delaying everything and we just got to the point where we we're like hang on let's just put some music out because we're just gonna keep waiting and waiting for something to happen and we might as well just put some music out into the world <laughs> And with the single um, Misery Loves Company, is that a true reflection of what people are going to get on the EP or is that completely different? Is it quite a collective different feel for the band or is it going to be quite sort of similar to that and a good indication of what to expect from the EP? Um, and the rest of it is a bit different. Actually, most, I think the rest of the songs, mostly Steve is singing the main vocal. Um, there's like a song in there that I'm playing bass, which was a new a new thing. Yeah. And it, but it is all quite like rocky. It's like a bit more of a two-piece band, whereas our previous album we sort of experimented a bit more with layers and stuff. Um, but this is just back to sort of more like punky and. But it's a bit nastier. It's definitely got a nastier feel. And with the music you're recording and obviously have done, do you feel that it will reflect well when you go to then tour it? I know you've announced some dates for the UK for January. Um, and Europe, do you feel that you've recorded stuff that is going to sound like the band that are on the CD or the, the, the stream? Do you feel that you've captured it well, knowing that there's just the two of you? Um, well, yeah, on the EP, yeah. I think um, I think we were like, you know, it'd be really cool to make something that like we can just go out and rock out as two of us. And yeah. I think that 
it's going to be really really fun to play this ep actually we were talking about it yesterday i saw steve and we were like it's just going to be so fun because it's not like it's just it's just like riffs and like it's just fun <laughs> i just can't wait and actually he's singing quite a lot of the songs so it gives me a chance to like just actually rock out a bit more that's cool and have you enjoyed kind of getting involved in the the producing and the i know you mixed it yourself didn't you as a band and recorded it yourselves just mm. as, was it just the two of you so you didn't go yeah. to the big studio and do it that way do you feel it gives it more of a homegrown organic feel yeah we did it above a pub actually in this wow. like yeah this little like rundown room up above a pub that was empty because of the pandemic so they didn't care about the noise um and yeah i mean we've always recorded a lot of stuff ourselves like we've like stuff like god complex we always put out random singles and we've always recorded that ourselves and mixed it or whatever so it's not that new um that we've done that but i think it was it's just much more direct because we could just we know what we're doing now it's just sort of we've been a band so long and we've and steve's really great at recording and we've we've like accumulated a lot of gear through um the years yeah to be able yeah. to do it so we're quite in a good position where we can just sort of record and put something out we've got our own label so it's really direct in a way that we can just do it really quickly and i think it's nasty because we always like everything to be nastier sounding than maybe when we go in a producer they want to always sparkle it up a little bit more <laughs> and literally i was just about to say is it nice that you're not having that producer come in or the the label saying oh this doesn't sound quite radio friendly enough can you polish it can you make it less raw is it nice that you can just do what the fuck you want yeah definitely i mean we've kind of always done what we want i think earlier on we did have the label going you need to make this or that and i think our response was sending the label a six minute noise <laughs> track yeah so we've never been great when people say that to us um and so no one ever comes to our recording normally no labels no management really no. Um, so they just know what we're like um and actually sometimes it'd be nice to have some input but <laughs> joking um but yeah actually you know it depends who you're working with but I think people do because we sort of we are a little bit weird in how we write and record and I think people do want to they don't really get that we we actually just want everything to be really nasty sounding and um, yeah they can't help but just try and sparkle it up a bit so yeah in that sense it's nice to just do what we want and I bet you just can't wait to get out there and start playing again it's like I've had quite a few bands on during the lockdown and it must be just like so frustrating because if you're still doing your job from home if you're working in an office or you're a doctor or whatever most of people's jobs haven't been put on hold but to play which is your living and what you live for you've not been mm. able to go out there I mean I was at download this weekend as a pilot yeah and it, it was unbelievable just to feel that kind of sensation of sitting there and just having a band play again in front of you and it just feel normal but it hasn't felt normal for nearly two years for a band to yeah. just go out there and how does it feel about announcing this tour and it hopefully now, unless they come up with another variant, how does it feel that there's, it's the time is you can do it again. You can put that guitar strap on and plug your instrument in and just fucking rock out again. Yeah. It's quite surreal really thinking about it. I was looking at the dates and I was like, it just seems so bizarre, but at the same time, it's really weird. Like I think it's given us at least a bit of space to be able to, write a lot of music like we have a lot of music written now um and personally just for my solo stuff i've kind of finished a project that i wanted to finish for ages 
um and i'm still doing more stuff now like ahead i'm ahead of time if that makes sense of nice of release and that feels really good because a lot of the time we are one of those bands that have just like toured constantly and we sort of have to find gaps to write and there is something to be said for having some space and having some reflection on stuff where you can actually like write a song record it and then like have a bit of time and go back to it and say actually and we've never had that luxury so in that sense that's been really good um obviously it's really hard not playing because that's what we do but we're also really used to having no stability never knowing when you're gonna get paid never knowing what even like what country we're gonna be in or <laughs> i don't know i feel like yeah. there's something about the uncertainty in in what's been going on in the world that we've been able to adapt to maybe a bit more than someone that is used to the nine to five yeah um it's been really hard don't get me wrong but i was trying to see there's some positives in it because it's like well we are used to not being able to like we are used to living off hardly any money or like sometimes or not having a schedule um so we've been all right i mean i think it's definitely getting to the point now where like seeing other people playing has made us feel like getting that itch again like we really can't wait um to do it but yeah we've just been quite you know trying not to think about it too much i guess because otherwise you just get really worked up about it and now that we've got the tour booked in it feels hopeful and you know just feels like stuff's happening and having some plans again plans are important to sort of feel like you're moving forward i think it feels real now so there's a lot of yeah. bands that were p- postponing tours so i had tickets for two years ago to see um faith no more and biffy clyro and it got put off for a year and at the time you're like okay no problem and download vessel and stuff you're like, okay well it'll be in 2021 and then it was like yeah they've been put off again for another six months and you think fucking hell is this ever gonna happen but just the last couple of weeks because of the festival that's happened and you know these gigs are happening now in november and december it does feel real it feels like the light at the end of the tunnel is now actually there and this gig and this tour you're doing in january is going to happen you know it's i think yeah you know yeah it must be surreal now to think of you know you must be like i've forgotten how to play live it's been a long time well, we have got a festival in July and um, Why Not Festival and I don't know for what's going on with it. I mean, it hasn't been cancelled. So I was thinking, oh, my God, that's really soon. Like, we need to, like, rehearse. Nice start practising, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't played, like, really loud guitar in a while, apart from doing the recording and stuff. Um, so that's going to be interesting. When Steve starts playing drums, I'll be like, ah, oh, stop it. Yeah, just... <laughs> Let's just do an acoustic. Yeah. I'll just do my solo stuff. Yeah, go away, Steve. <laughs> and during the lockdown um, and the last few months, and obviously um, you've launched your own podcast with your friend, and it's Never Meet Your Idols podcast. Yeah. How did this? How did this all come about? Well, my friend Corey and I were like really good friends, and when we live, we used to live like opposite each other in LA, the same street, and we were always just like, we need to she's in a band too, Queen Kwong, and we've played together and we've always sort of done a few things together, but we're like, we need to do something that's like positive during this time that we can like build upon. And just, we, we went through all these different ideas and then we thought maybe we should do a podcast because it would just be easier um, because I'm, I'm not near her now. And so we could do it, you know, like um, 
from different places yeah so we thought okay let's do that try that and we thought of all these ideas and then we came up with first of all it was going to be like tour stories because i realized i have the most insane tour stories so some people must musicians must have plenty of other insane stories but then we sort of somehow our ideas combined and we ended up with never meet your idols about talking about idols meeting their own idols and i don't know how but we're on season two near the end of season two (laughs) Uh, have you found it i know as a podcaster talking to a podcaster editing is an absolute arse and takes the fun out of everything you ever do as much as the recording can go well and the the interview and the chat can be brilliant the editing is like oh why am i doing this the editing is hardcore (laughs) welcome to the pain it doesn't go away either no i didn't i mean at the beginning it was all over the place we were both just like oh my god this sounds awful like but now um i've got used to it but it's still a pain depends how long the interview is but there's a lot of work that goes into podcasts that people don't know it's the same with music you know you just get the product and you think oh great but actually there's been so much work put behind that and what's really good is obviously you, you said you're just doing season two and, you know, you've been going for under a year, but you've had like the Black Keys on, who are an amazing band, yeah. uh, Royal Blood, who are probably the biggest British band out there right now, who are number one and just absolutely killing it. Refuse to, well, the, it's refused and there's nothing else to say. They are the perfect band. How are you finding speaking to these members of bands and hearing their stories for the first time and kind of being in the zone and kind of captured in the conversation do you do you absolutely adore it and find it fascinating yeah i really enjoy it i mean a lot of the guests are our friends so yeah. it's it's cool to sort of talk to them though about stuff that you know you don't you wouldn't normally like ask and not like because usually you know they're your friends you see them at festivals you see them around or whatever but it's usually in an environment of music in some kind. So you're not going to go and ask like these kinds of questions. So it's actually like getting to know somebody that you already kind of know. Um, and it's, yeah, I find it really interesting because I just never know who people are going to pick. And that's like when they're talking about their idols and stuff. And it's always really interesting, their sort of experiences. And as a musician myself, I sort of fascinated by it. Um, so, yeah, it's really fun, actually. And is there a list of, I mean, you might be different to me, but when I started Mark and Me, I did a list of people that were like, these are the people I really want on the podcast, like mm. more than anyone. You've got Zach Schneider coming on. Um, by the time people are listening to this, you'd have done that episode. You've got some huge names, but was there individually some people that would mean a lot to you to have on the podcast that are your dream guests? My dream guest is probably... Well, there's quite a few, but I would love to have Courtney Love. But oh my god! I mean, I haven't even attempted it because no. that is like one of my main idols. So she's be... in London as well. I know she's in London. I know this is the thing, um, but I just don't know how that would go. Whether it would change all my whether it's like never meet your idols maybe i should never meet my yeah idol take the take take the <laughs> advice of your own podcast name yeah. you know what i mean courtney love would be incredible the stories that she'd be able to share but yeah. my god is there is there anyone that i'm not saying courtney love wouldn't do it but is there someone that you're going after or that you hope to get on that could be realistic and you know you could see it coming and being a, a, a genuine guest in a few months time 
I don't know. To be honest, we because we're sort of wrapping up season two. Like, there's there's people that we thought about, but we haven't actually like. We're quite we're because we're musicians ourselves. We're really slack. <laughs> yeah, last minute. Oh, we better do an episode. Who's available? Yeah. They'll do. Yeah. And well, also, like, I like that who we've had on though, because it's a real mix of different yeah. people. It's not like there are people that we could obviously get on the podcast, but I sort of like the idea that it's sort of like completely random people that we have um you know there's like all the indie scene in the uk i could definitely get some people from that but i'm just you know what i kind of like that we don't <laughs> no it's good and the, you know i i love the fact that you are literally going to get zach schneider it's just such a fucking big name it's like so random it's it's so <laughs> random but people will be so envious he's genuinely probably the biggest filmmaker in the world in the last couple of years with all the DC stuff that's gone on and it's my god is I don't think yeah. you realize just how good that is I know I don't think either of us do and I think it's I think part of the reason why he's agreed to be on it is because neither of us know anything about him <laughs> it's like it's like we're not we're just like oh okay he's made some films cool it'll like, be interesting <laughs> yeah and I think that's part of the podcast appeal is like we're not really that starstruck about you know certain no. things i mean we obviously have our own idols and things like that and i think coming from a different angle might be why it's interesting especially with interviewing him because we're totally not in that world and know nothing about it so we might come at it at a different angle i'm excited for it i think it'd be really refreshing not to have the dc person who's a real big fanboy that'll be asking specifically about yeah. the color of a helmet he wore at this scene and all that i like the fact that you're gonna just see how it goes and just have a nice general chat with him i, I can't i can't wait i'm very jealous Aww, cool yeah no it's um exciting and are you gonna do season three or are you gonna carry on doing the stuff with the band and then look at it in maybe six months i think no i think we'll do season three i think we just want to break from the editing for a little bit <laughs> yeah it's, it's the worst um, and but no we've got plans of it i feel like i feel like people are starting to notice it now and um and it's a really nice feeling to have like almost like it's up now, like it's going to be there. People can listen and find it. And I really like the idea of it being the body of work. And I also really like the sort of instantness of it. Like that was partly what inspired um, me to do with the EP that Blubber Shoe just put out. And we put it out just like straight away at random. And I feel like partly that was to do with enjoying so much when we've done the podcast, we've done the interview and then we'll edit it and then the next day it's out like it there's something about it the sort of instantness of it sort of going out is quite satisfying yeah it is it's 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 worth all the editing and the hard work and the prep when you hit that publish button and then it's out for the world to see and i look at it as yeah i know my podcast has been going nearly five years but i look at it like as my little journal and a little diary yeah. and little entries and if i die in 10 years it'll always be on itunes or spotify as my little document of where i was at that point in my life and who i was talking to so i kind of like that it leaves like a little history of myself definitely and like i think it's also like um the other thing that appeals to me i part of it is like music you make music a lot of the time and you have to wait on it for so long yeah like you know there's all these things like you know god put it out this month um before and we gotta like you know it's all these all this stuff like a lot of the time you're waiting months and months so you've made the record you just want to put it out and you can't 
so it's really yeah i love the fact that you just like make it do it it's and then it's out it's out for the world and even though we're backtracking now and talking a little bit back to music with your you know exclusive on here that you've announced that you're going to be bringing out a solo album how did that come about i know obviously you're in lockdown and you've been having ideas and it's been the best time to get all these projects that you've probably had on the cards for a while but is that going to be very different to anything you've released before is it going to be a completely different stripped down or is it still quite full and quite heavy or is it going to be acoustic and mellow what's what's the kind of things that fans are going to expect well i've been working on my own music for a long time um and it came about like i don't know years ago now i wrote a couple of songs that were completely different to what i'm used to doing in blubber cheese and what i'm known for and it was a bit unexpected for me as well just because i was singing in a bit of a different way and it was totally not guitar driven it was vocally driven and um and i've just been working on it for ages and it's been a really slow process just because it's such a new territory for me that I'm kind of exploring what I could do. Um, and so I was taking my time with it and then life happens. And obviously the band like takes up a lot of time sometimes when we're touring and stuff. So it hasn't always been like the my, on my priority list, but since um, COVID happened, it was like, okay, this is now on my priority. And I started writing, um, I started writing stuff that I was, that was fitting in with the stuff I'd done ages ago and I've just been working on it bit by bit and really happy with it but it's it's totally different sound it's like I suppose you could call it Americana slightly um it's a lot to do with the lyrics the vocals it's got some guitar-y moments in it but it's not like a guitar-y record it's a bit more um different but there's like full band and stuff cool um yeah so it's interesting but i feel like it's just taking me a while to sort of sit with it and think okay is this right and then i decided like i've got these songs i'm going to put an ep out and then i'm going to follow it up after that um with an album and stuff and i just keep working on that because there is just like another side to me musically that i don't get to do in the band and i think it's healthy to at this stage as well, being in a band for 17 years. And we both do our own things. Steve's really working on producing music. He's produced loads of bands and he's doing really well with it. And so for me, it's like, I want to do my sort of other side of music, which doesn't interfere with the band because it's totally different, different world of, of uh, genre, I guess. And, um, and it's sort of inspired a lot by photos I've been taking over the last few years. Um, because I did a lot of traveling around the States and sort of into the wilderness and random sort of broken down towns. And I've done a lot of like camping out in the middle of nowhere and taking a lot of photos along with that. And a lot of the songs are references to that time and sort of, um, yeah, it's just a bit more uh, uh, intimate and more of, I guess my, I can sing about my own experiences and feelings because it's not in a band with someone else, you know? So, it sounds quite similar to. Um, have you heard the latest Hayley Williams album from Paramore? I haven't. No. 
Right, so when anyone says a Paramore, you think of this poppy kind of um, band that have obviously been quite heavy and then they've gone quite poppy. But she broke away and joined Lockdown, wrote a solo album and then another solo album. And people were really surprised, uh, like Taylor Swift, and released it, like you said, we could with um, Blood Red Shoes. You can just release it overnight and no one's like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. But it's nothing like Paramore. It's stripped down. It's acoustic. It's herself. It's doing everything she wants to do away from the band, uh, talking about experiences that she hasn't been able to do with the band, no pressures from a big label, and just doing what she wants. And yeah. I recommend it. I really do. Everyone else says to someone, okay. like, oh, it's the singer from Paramore. You wouldn't know it's the singer of Paramore. It's really stripped down. It's got like, it sounds like Bon Iver in parts. It's, wow. it's, it's unbelievable. It's folky. It's acoustic. It's, it's unbelievable. And she plays every instrument herself. And you'll be blown away by it. And what you're talking then, I was thinking this is quite similar, you know, the fact that you can break mm. away, do your thing. Um, and are you going to surprise everyone and just kind of release it overnight? Are you going to go for that approach? Uh, I don't know yet. I think, you know, it will come out quite soon, but I think it's going to be a bit of a different approach in every in every manner. Um, I want to sort of go about it in a different way to the band. Yeah. Um, so I don't know for sure yet, but I've been working on sort of, like figuring that out at the moment um but yeah totally like I think when you're talking about Hayley Williams I think people just always sometimes you know you're known for something and so they sort of write you off as that's all that you can do but when you're a musician and if it's like you know been your life and stuff there's so many more sides to you that you know not everyone I'm sure but for me I think you know there's a lot there's like a side to me that people wouldn't expect and probably know about so might as well put it out there for maybe some people that might like that kind of thing. <laughs> and if it goes down well and people have a good reception to it, are you prepared to go and tour and take this out with a band and then release this music for the people to see live? Yeah, definitely. I have done some solo shows already yeah. um, in the past, but it again, it was like me sort of like figuring some stuff out, kind of part of a process of me just sort of thinking like how is this going to work but I feel like in a much better like a very sure of it now of what I'm doing um so yeah I think so definitely I think that I will do some shows I'd like to do some interesting shows maybe not in a sort of standard venue I think nice. it would suit something a little bit different and maybe do sort of an exhibition of my photos well that's the thing yeah you, you literally just mentioned about how influenced it was by these different landscape photos you've taken while being out in the wilderness and seeing all the mm. different um landscapes and different areas of you know in america and stuff while camping out and stuff like would you accompany it with a book or maybe uh, a way that we can see this artwork and this these photos that then we realize the backing of these songs that have been written about so it sounds for me personally i would love to sit there listen to this ep you've done and have the collection mm -hmm. of photos at hand or online to look at and see what's inspired these songs yeah definitely i think so i think i'm definitely gonna need some prints and yeah possibly a book i think you know a lot of it is like a lot of sort of nowhere towns and sort of I think that's just the theme among this record. Um, yeah. And it's partly because I also grew up in a sort of, in a suburb of London, but it's like, it's kind of nowhere town. And um, I've always been a little bit into finding places like in the middle of nowhere. And, and mostly the photos are the States. There's other stuff uh, around the world, but yeah, I think that would be cool. I think, I'm going to definitely try and do that and at least have like maybe an exhibition alongside a show or 
I'm going to try and do something interesting, I think. I can't wait. It's really, um, it really exciting. It's kind of like juiced me up and now I'm like, oh, but it's going to be a long time yet. I don't know when it's going to be or how I'm going to get to see these images or anything but it, it sounds really exciting i mean you, you're going to be very busy i think over the next sort of six to twelve months with touring and the new release for blood red shoes your own solo stuff an art gallery hopefully with some of these prints maybe a book you, you're you're probably not going to find much time to sleep yeah i hope so because <laughs> i like being busy. you've had enough sleep now yeah yeah i've had enough um but yeah no i'm really excited about it like it it feels really good as well releasing blood red shoes and like getting that going again and all of it is all of it kind of goes into the same thing everything helps each other and it's like when you're a creative person it's quite hard you know you don't want to be stifled and so I think the best thing to do is just you know keep creating and keep putting positive things out there that's all you can do really. One of my final questions for you today is there will be people listening today that are songwriters or musicians or people that are just wanting to start and will be big fans of yours and Blood Red Shoes. What advice do you give to people that are trying to get their music heard? I know the internet's insane now with Spotify mm. and YouTube and Instagram and you can get your music out there. But what advice do you give to those people that are really struggling to keep on going and, you know, get their music heard? It's a hard one because everyone's trying to get the music heard. I mean, even at our stage, you know, we still want people to hear it, like get it out there more and get people to hear it. But I think it's just, there's no, the thing is, there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no rhyme or reason why one band gets like more hits and all that. It's like, you just don't know. It's like a bit of luck in a sense. But I do think that if you're writing songs that you truly believe in that are true to you and you're not trying to follow a trend and try and write something that is you think is going to get hits or people are going to like um and i think that's a a thing that people can fall into is trying to write a song that you think is going to be hurt like people would want to hear and it will blow up because that doesn't ever work i think you have to stay true to yourself write songs that you like first as the first thing what you like and what you're happy with and proud of and I think it always translates. I think, you know, the audience aren't stupid. People can smell when, you know, it's not coming from a true place. Yeah. So that that's my advice is to always just do do this, like just write songs that you like and not worry about anyone else. You know, put it out there. You know, it might not blow up overnight. It might not, you know, get many hits, but at some point, you know, someone's going to hear that and it will like, mean the world to them. And they'll tell someone else and they'll tell someone else. And I think it, I think that's the way to look at it because there is no real, there's no master plan behind getting your music heard. I don't, especially now, I think it's really just, no, I don't think there is any like sort of um, formula or anything. It just, it's all a bit crazy. So that's all you can really do is sort of um, just write the songs that you're proud of and put it up there and, you just don't know what could happen with that. My very final question today, um, and this has changed since you last came on the podcast, is what I've done to make it a bit different is the guest that comes on the podcast gets to choose the outro piece of music. Um, it can be from a band, it can be from a film score, it could be a piece of music that you grew up that you loved. It's usually more difficult for people in bands, directors of films and uh, actors and stuff. are like, yeah, I know which one, but... 
Mm. Is there a song that means a lot to you? And it doesn't have to be from Blood Red Shoes or yourself. It can be a song that you love from another band that you would love to be the outro piece of music to your episode and your interview today that once the interview's all wrapped up and we do the outro, it then plays and you think is a perfect song for you? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is um, my Bloody Valentine song. Yeah. I think I think I always come back to this song. It's called Soon. It's a, I think it's the last track on Loveless. I'm okay. Not, not entirely sure of that, but it's called Soon. It's quite a long track, so you might want to not. No, I let, I, let, I, let, I let people, there was a director that recently picked a 16-minute uh, Yoko Ono song, and it was like, wow. okay, well, we'll let you do that. Was, everyone was like, wow, this is a really long interview. I'm like, well, it's not, to be honest. Like, the last yeah. 15 minutes is pure music, so don't worry. It's fine if um, it's a long track. I would rather not cut it down and let you have the full unedited song, so we'll go with that. Yeah, I, I think I always thought if I ever wrote a movie, <laughs> so, you know, if you ever think like that i was thinking if i ever wrote a movie i'd really want this song in it or something like that um i just think it's a really cool it's just got a feeling that it gives me when i hear it um and it's not really you know it's not like a songy song but none of my belly val valentine songs are like that but yeah it just has an amazing feeling in it sort of um it's like melancholy but uplifting at the same time Awesome. I want to say a massive thank you for coming back on the podcast and um, we won't leave it as long next time when you come back and I've, I'm really excited by what's you know coming your way. I think the fact that you've got this new music out and you did just literally release the video and the EP and the single and it was like oh my god that's I love what bands are doing. I know in the old days it would be going to HMV and buying the CD single and then waiting yeah. for the album and all this but that's not the way we live now and I love the way right. you did it and kept it under wraps and now you've announced a tour and now the solo stuff's coming and I love what you're doing and I just don't want you to stop anytime soon. So I hope you're enjoying it and I hope you are just ready to carry on because you're a great person. Like I love the podcast. I love everything. So just keep on going. Thank you so much. And um, thanks for having me on here. And I hope that, you know, you have a good time with the rest of the guests. And yeah, I really appreciate you asking me back. So there's my interview with me and Laura Mary Carter. So great to have her back on the podcast and an absolute pleasure to interview. I absolutely love what she's doing with the band Blood Red Shoes. I can't wait to hear the solo stuff that she's promised on this interview. But not only that, her podcast itself. You need to go and check it out. It's only just finished season two and it's called Never Meet Your Idols. Go and check them out on Spotify or, or wherever you get your podcasts. You will not be disappointed and have some of the best guests out there. Also, as you're listening to this, as we discussed on that interview, the brand new EP from Blood Red Shoes is out right now. It's absolutely fantastic and you will not regret listening to it. Honestly, it's amazing and I can't wait to see them next January on tour in the UK. Check them out. You will absolutely love them. I really hope everyone that's tuned in today has really enjoyed this interview as much as me. If you're new to Mark and Me and this is the first time you've listened, I have another 154 episodes waiting for you right now. They're all free and I have a huge range of guests. If you really want to support the podcast, all I ask is that you share the episode. Go onto your Facebook, your Twitter or your Instagram. It costs absolutely nothing to do and just hit that share button. It means all your friends on your network or all the people you follow will see this and brings a whole new audience to the podcast and is so crucial for me in marketing and getting the name of Mark and Me out there. It really does cost nothing and I appreciate it so much. If you want to find the links, they're all available on markandme.com. 
But not only that, I do have a Patreon page and a coffee page. If you want to support the podcast and say thanks for today's interview or any of the interviews you've listened to, you can go on there and literally any money that you put into the podcast goes right back in. It gives me then a way to do more and more interviews, which means more and more podcasts for you out there. But not only that, thanks to my friends at Last Exit to Nowhere, who easily give us the best t-shirts in the game, and the amazing Vice Press, who have the best posters out there. They give me prizes every single month to give away and to say thank you for your support on this podcast and via Patreon. So if you sign up on there, you could find yourself winning one of the best t-shirts or posters available. I'll be back in only a few days with a brand new episode. As always, it's not slowing down anytime soon and I can't wait to share the next one with you. Thanks again to everyone that's listened today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Go and listen to Blood Red Shoes and I'll speak to you all in just a few days time.